Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 531. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will show you how at the end of the program. We'll send you one. Please specify whether you want an audio tape or CD. They're free, including the postage and handling. I have some uh, real uh, pertinent Bible scriptures. Uh, strong message tonight. Got some letters and music and whatever else the Lord wants to give us tonight uh, or this afternoon or this morning, whenever it is that you're listening to this program. Let's go to the throne to ensure that this is going to be a program directly from the mouth of the living God. Lord, take over my mouth, my tongue. Let everything that's said on this program and everything that's done let it be your spirit because without your spirit there's no one that can be drawn unto your son christ jesus your son who is also you in the holy spirit he has become the holy spirit the life giving spirit so that he can descend into our hearts and give us great comfort he has become the comforter to us when we accept him with you by the Spirit into our very spirit, that we have not just life, uh, temporal life here on earth, but that we have your eternal life incorporated, mixed uh, in with your eternal life. We have eternal life, and I praise and thank you, Lord, for it. I give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for life eternal. So many people in this world don't have it, but I have it, and the brethren that are in the churches throughout the the different born-again Christian churches that are throughout the entire world. Not many large churches have the baptism of the Holy Spirit or have you, Jesus, with your Father, which you you are the Father, uh, and you are the Spirit. God is one, and you are one. Very few people have that in this world and are able to retain it because they will not receive your word. They twist the word and, Father, give me, you've told me where to read, to teach from this evening, this afternoon, this morning, whenever you're listening. Uh, You've taught me what to read and teach from. And, Lord, give your special anointing to it. Open the windows of heaven and open people's hearts, their spirits, their minds, their souls to receive it. That their souls might be saved in the church, uh, strengthened, given more faith uh, to stop fearing that which is here on this earth, but to fear you. We have nothing to fear but the living God. God's Father, you stated that we are to fear you and keep your commandments. That's our whole duty. And Lord, let people receive that because that is your word, that is your judgment, that is your instructions, your directions. Lord, uh, and rebuke Satan again, Lord, over and over every day. And open the windows of heaven of finances for us so that we can get the gospel throughout the entire world. Rebuke Satan. Rebuke him, Father, and he will be rebuked. Stop him, Father, and he will be stopped. 
put it into him, Father, and he will be to an end. Destroy the destroyer, Father, and he will be destroyed. In Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. amen. Praise the Lord. All right, now we have the Gaither Singers uh, on deck tonight. Uh, and this song is called, Thank God I'm Free. For a long time I tried Down a long, lonely road My heart was so heavy And said I sank low Now, 
this is really a very good song because <clears throat> this is what I'm going to teach on tonight, this afternoon or this morning, whenever you're listening, um, from the book of Galatians. Um, it talks about that we've been made free from sin because we're condemned by the law. <clears throat> It's like uh, the the Lord gave me a good way to explain that. In other words, the entire world is uh, sinking in sink as, uh, sinking sand, quicksand. And there's only their heads above the sand. And just in a few minutes, you cannot stop from sinking in quicksand. And so the Lord's, the, the law is that quicksand. There's no way to get out of the law. That's why God had to send his son into this world to pull us out of that quicksand. And then people's hands are reaching up towards God from the quicksand because that's about all that's left. They're up to their uh, nose and their hands are sticking out of the quicksand because it's pulling them down quick and they say, Lord, save my soul from the condemnation of the law. And so he pulls them out of that uh, mire, that quicksand, and puts them on a solid rock. And then uh, the uh, false prophets today are saying, well, you can go and sin some more. But the Bible plainly teaches us that if you sin some more, then you're under the condemnation of the law, and you're right back in the quicksand, and there's no more forgiveness for you. If you decide to live a life of sin after you've been delivered out of the quicksand and you knew that you were going to die and go to hell and God had mercy on you and pulled you out of that quicksand and then you decide oh you know it's wonderful to be free from the condemnation of the law in other words it's free all the law does it can, you can't you can't be saved by the law because no one has ever kept the law we all Originally, we were sinners and on our way to hell, on our way down in the quicksand and into the bowels of the earth, where it is uh, stated by many scientists that it's much hotter. And it says the Bible, too, that it's much hotter in the bowels of this earth than it is than the sun is. And if you can imagine being thrown into the sun and then also remember what it would be like uh, because it's hotter in hell in the pit of this earth than it is, the sun is. Some people can't even stand it out in the sun very long. Just imagine what it would be if you just were cast thousands of miles into the sun and what it would feel like. Well, that's where everyone is going because the law um, of Moses, which is the law uh, that the Lord had written with his own finger. It's the moral law, and that never goes away. The only way that we can get out of it is the Lord said he saved us from the law, the condemnation of the law sinking into hell. So we're out, and he says, we're free now to serve the Lord. We're not in bondage. We're not sinking anymore. And so he says, the Apostle Paul said, well, did the Lord save us from sin so that we could sin some more? 
He said, God forbid. Because if you're overcome by sin again, then that is your master. Satan would be your master. And you would be right back under the condemnation of the law. And you would be on your way to hell. And there would be no more forgiveness for you if you disbelieve the word of God. All right. And this, uh, the condemnation, uh, this is in actually chapter one and chapter two of Galatians. Um, I'm going to be reading from there, but first we have some uh, letters. Where's uh, Sharon? Where's the first one from? From Big Spring, Texas. Okay. This is translated from Spanish. My brother Tony Alamo, a prosperous new year to you and to your wonderful ministry. And may the Lord continue to use and bless you richly in giving you wisdom to bring souls to repentance. Brother, in this time when I felt somewhat lonely, many thanks for the literature you sent to me. You don't know how I felt when I was given your literature. For the time being, my sadness is gone. I began to pray for you when I received your literature, and I gave your address to others here, and they are happy because they have also received your literature. Thank you for all you do for us prisoners, and that you have not forgotten us. You have encouraged us and given us the will to go on. Well, brother, I was a prisoner, too. I was put in prison um, on false charges, and that's the uh, mode of operandus in the world today with this uh, united uh, council, this united government, which is uh, the Antichrist. It's uh, the international government, and it's headed by Rome. And so what they do is throw a lot of people in for nothing. And really, the people that are doing these things are going to spend eternity in a prison. Um, that is the prison of the lake of fire. They will never be able to get out. Thank God, one of these days, you just keep praising and thanking the Lord and singing praises unto him. And the Lord will loosen your bonds, as he did Paul and Silas in the prison, when they were praising and thanking the Lord and giving glory unto him. But these people, they should be in a prison that is boiling, according to the word of God. And God is the truth. And he states that they should be boiling in the lake of fire. And they will be, because they keep getting more and more angry at the word of God. And so let's finish what he says. God willing, I will soon be reunited with my family again. Praise the Lord. Amen. See, but they will never be reunited to their family. And uh, I saw uh, several visions of hell. One of them was like the interior of a golf ball that was lit up and it was stark white. And my eyes were just like staring and they couldn't move. They were totally could not move left or right. And you're just lonesome. There's nobody there to talk to. There's no one to talk to you. It's just totally bleak, starch white. And you're looking into these little bumps, and uh, you know that you're never going to move again. That's the boredom of hell. But this, and then I've uh, experienced hearing the voices of people that are in the flames, where they're screaming their heads off and saying, Oh my God, no. It is true, it is, there is hell, and we're there, and we know we're not going to get out because we heard preachers say that. Okay, and so, but you're going to be released, but not to go and sin again, but you're going out to serve the Lord. And 
there are a lot of temptations in the world and the only way that you can avoid those temptations is to continue reading the word of god stay in the word of god because this is your power to escape temptation okay and then what else i will never forget what you and the lord have done for my family all the while i was incarcerated you have never stopped helping our families i end here saying may god bless and keep you and your ministry and thank you again for everything well we bless people here because we know that the lord says in his word that uh, we're supposed to do that uh, if we don't do it well we stand before him he'll say i was in prison and you visited me not my family was hungry and naked and had nothing to drink and you gave them to drink and to eat and you gave them offered them a place to live even but you sent them food and clothing and whatever and also the word of god with bibles and they said and then he went on and on and he said inasmuch as you wouldn't do it for the people that were in prison or in hospitals you wouldn't visit them and you wouldn't uh, uh, honor their requests you didn't do it unto me either and so depart from me you wicked into hell into the bowels of the earth where it's much hotter much hotter than the sun and just stay there forever because you had no mercy therefore you shall receive no mercy okay then what that was from Norberto Cardinos in Big Spring Texas okay now would you have another one yes where's this one from from Monzi Zambia Africa okay let's hear what they have to say dearest evangelist Tony Alamo I have heard and listened and I am still listening to your powerful radio ministry on Radio East Africa bringing tremendous and important messages of the day upon my life as I respond faithfully and mightily to your messages of great hope and victory upon my life. I have enjoyed your messages very much because every weekend I am refreshed and brought to another life of great hope and healing upon my life as I am busy praying for you day and night as God continues strengthening and lengthening your age so that you can accomplish what is purposed upon your life. I am always in deep crying over your life as God uplifts you higher and higher to the things of God so that you can accomplish his call without disturbances in your life, Evangelist Tony Alamo. Never turn left or right. Keep on pressing forward stronger than you ever have before in your life. I'm praying for that powerful ministry, your family and the entire congregation, as God continues doing mightier and greater things there in the USA and across the world as God uses you tremendously. Read Philippians 1, 3 through 11, Ephesians 3, 14 through 20, and Ephesians 1, 11. I have totally enjoyed your messages and love you have toward me and people around the globe as you minister strongly and greatly to my life. Please send me some Christian materials like books, tapes, literature, and a complete Bible to aid me in Christian endeavor. I surrender everything unto God as he takes your life completely to his glory. I speak total breakthrough in every area of your life in Jesus' name. Yours in Christ, Brother James Michaleli from Monzi, Zambia. Praise the Lord. Lord, uh, let everybody pray for him as well. Father, bless that man. Bless all those that are in the ministry that are receiving your word through the word 
of God, your word, through our radio broadcast and through the literature you've given me. Lord, bless them from the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet and tear down every wall that is preventing them to do what it is that you've called them to do and build a wall around and about them, a godly wall, and give them great direction, Lord, and continue, uh, continue giving the direction unto all those that have given themselves completely to the Lord like this person. Father, I ask at this brother that you bless him in Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. Amen. Okay, now chapter 2 of Galatians, it talks about you know, these are the scriptures that are so twisted by the devil because he doesn't want your soul to go to heaven. He really hates you, and he hates any ministry that is teaching you the word of God. And the Lord told me to teach the people the word of God. Now, the Apostle Paul was saved very much like I was. I wasn't on a horse, or I wasn't on my way to Damascus, but I was in a... Um, uh, a, a attorney's office in Beverly Hills and I wasn't thinking about God or Jesus any more than the Apostle Paul was when he was taking a bunch of Christians to be killed to be imprisoned and killed and the Lord spoke to me he shut off my ears and spoke to me inside every part of my body it was like my entire body my soul inside my body could hear better than I have ever heard in my life with my natural ears. And he said, stand up in this room and tell these people about the Lord Jesus Christ and that he's coming back to earth again, or thou shalt surely die. And so I thought I was going crazy, and so I decided to get out of the room, but there was a, a heat came down on me, and I could not get up. There was no strength in my bones at all. It didn't hurt or anything, but I was just weak. And so the Apostle Paul was uh, saved. He was talked. Uh, the Lord told him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he says, who art thou, Lord? So he knew it was the Lord. Amen. Because that's what he said. Who art you, Lord? Who are you? He said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. All right. And so he started, uh, that put the fear in him, and God knew the fear was in him then, because uh, God told Moses that the people of Israel, no person will serve him unless they fear him. If a person uh, leaves the fear of the Lord and they start calling the people that God has called liars, and we don't believe you, and then bring false accusations against them, uh, you'll be cursed. You're already cursed for doing that. But Paul, after this happened to him, he said in chapter 2 of Galatians, Then fourteen years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also. So for all those years, fourteen years, he was seeking the Lord. And the Lord was telling him uh, what to write in the Bible. And I went up by revelation. In other words, the Lord revealed that, to him that he had to go up and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles. So Paul, being a Jew, 
was called by the Lord Jesus Christ to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Peter was told that the Gentiles uh, shall now receive the gospel. Uh, these sheets came down from the kingdom of heaven with all kind of wild animals on them, barnyard animals, which were representative of the different nations in the world. And Peter thought it was talking about food, like so many uh, Gentiles and false teachers teach today that that has to do with food. It has nothing to do with food. The law of uh, eating food is already in the uh, Bible, in the Old Testament. And so um, the cleanliness laws, those uh, animals and birds and all the different uh, creepy things that the Lord said we can eat and that we cannot eat, if they can't, if the Lord says you can't eat them, then they're not food. But of course, you know, you can have your own way. If you're a Gentile, you can eat it if you want. But that's why so many of you are dying like flies out there. Uh, so the, Paul says, I preached this, preach this gospel. I preached it among the Gentiles. Um, but privately to them which were of reputation. In other words, those people that were already saved and they were re reputed as being saved people that they don't turn godly people in unto the uh, unsaved Gentiles that want to kill uh, people. And Paul knew that there are Gentiles that wanted to kill the Christians because he was one of them. And so he knew how dangerous they were, and that's why he said that I wouldn't preach among those people, only to people that uh, were of reputation, uh, lest by any means I should run uh, or had run in vain. He knew that it would be in vain if he got killed. So he, we have to be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves because uh, the bastards of the world, and the Lord calls people bastards that are, don't have him for their father, bastards of the world want to kill Christians. They've uh, consistently done that uh, when Rome was, and then it uh, fell, and then it has risen itself up again in these last days by the power of Satan. But Paul continues in verse 3, but neither Titus, who was... Um, with me, being a, a Greek or a Gentile, was compelled to be circumcised because circumcision uh, was the Old Testament to prove that you really believe in God and that you were circumcised unto him. But now the Lord circumcises men and women in the heart. The Holy Spirit uh, crashes through you very gently as a little baby a little infant and enters into you and circumcises your heart so that the Holy Spirit, so the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit can live inside you. Okay, now verse 4. And that because, so they don't circumcise anymore according to the law of Moses because all these things, that that part of the law, now the moral law is still there, but all these things um, that were symbolic of that which was to come 
the circumcision of the heart, were just symbols or figures or types of the things that um, would eventually come. And when Christ came to the world, uh, the those animal sacrifices were over because they were just symbolic of Christ who would come to be the true sacrifice. And therefore, circumcision was over because now, after Christ ascended into the kingdom of heaven, he became the life-giving spirit, the comforter, so that he could now, when people they are sinking in sand, they're sinking into hell, they know they're lost, and they cry out, Oh, God, save me. Wash me. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Wash me in the blood, Lord God Almighty, Lord Jesus. I believe that God raised you, Jesus, or that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he pulls you out, and then you're, uh, that's the symbolic of being completely delivered from the condemnation, the penalty of the law, because your sins are washed away. And the Lord wants, uh, you, you have to stay clean from sin. Because once you sin again, you're going to go right back into that quicksand, and then eventually the sand goes, plummets you down and down and down into hell. And then you're reserved there until the last day where hell and death is thrown into the lake of fire. So no longer, Paul is saying here, uh, him being a Greek, was uh, no one compelled him to be circumcised uh, in his uh, foreskin, all right? And verse 4, and that because of false brethren. There's all kinds of false people that say that we have to uh, obey the law. We have to obey the uh, uh, circumcision laws, which uh, and then we have to get back to animal sacrifices again that would be like spitting in the face of god to say that his messiah that he sent his only begotten son wasn't good enough to take away your sins that you have to now replace christ with animal sacrifices and uh, you have to believe in jesus in god's sacrifice for you he sacrificed his son in order for God to take your sins away. And after that happens, then you live by faith in the word of God rather than by uh, the circumcision and all these different things. You still have to stay away from sin because if anyone that sins falls under the condemnation of the law, and you get back into this, the quicksand. Verse 4. And that because of false brethren, and there's a lot of them around today, unawares, they, he didn't know it, brought in what? What did they bring in? Who came in privately to spy out our liberty. In other words, right now we don't have to do animal sacrifices any longer. To spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ. We have faith that he washed our sins away. He's living in us now a perfect life and a life that is by the power of God in us. 
that they might bring us into bondage. In other words, that we have to get back and start uh, bringing animals up to the priests and for them to kill them, and then we have to get circumcised and uh, all these uh, things that were uh, the law. Uh, all the, uh, the animal sacrifices were the most was most of the law, but the Ten Commandments are always they never go away. Now, Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it, the moral law, but I'm not going to do animal sacrifices anymore. So they wanted to keep us in bondage, that they might bring us back into bondage of the law. Well, we're not. uh, We're free from uh, the bondage of the law, the condemnation of the law. So we're living by faith in Christ. Verse 5, to whom we gave place by subjection no not for an hour we didn't even give them the time of day for an hour that the truth of the gospel of the lord jesus christ might continue with you because you're saved by faith in what jesus said and what the whole bible says the entire bible said that these animal sacrifices are just pointing to Christ is coming. When he comes, then there's no need for animals anyway. Animals can no longer take away sin because only the blood of Jesus is strong enough to take away the uh, sin. It's the only detergent that will do that. Verse 6, But of these who seemed to be somewhat whatsoever they were, Um, It makes no matter to me. God accepteth no man's person. He just wants people to believe the word of God by faith. For they who seem to be something or somewhat in conference added nothing to me at all. But contrarywise, When they uh, saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, just as the gospel of the circumcision uh, was unto uh, Peter. In other words, God sent me to the Gentiles who are uncircumcised, and God sent Peter to those that are circumcised, that believe in circumcised, because... God now wants also Jews, not only Jews, to be saved, but the Gentiles as well. Verse 8. For he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, that God really did a good work through Peter to the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. And never forget when I was in Greece, um, the people of Greece really loved uh, the Apostle Paul because he said the Jews don't bring uh, salvation to us, but Paul did. Verse 9, And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be uh, pillars, 
perceived the power that was given unto me, of course, by the Lord, gave, they gave to me the right, uh, the, and Barnabas, the right hands, plural, of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathen, the Gentiles, the disbelievers, and they unto the circumcision to the Jews. Verse 10. Only they uh, would that we should remember the poor, the same, which I also was forward to do. They didn't have to tell me that. I already remembered the poor and the needy. Verse 11. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. Now here he is rebuking Peter and the Lord is brutally honest with his word because he doesn't uh, hold back any of the truth of the, the people that are of the Lord that had been, done things that were wrong. Even Samson, he was brutally honest about him. And when Moses uh, hit the rock twice, uh, he didn't hold back. He said, you have to die. You can't go to the promised land. And so here's uh, the apostle Paul, who is a newcomer, really. And he said that Peter was to blame. For before that certain uh, came from James, different uh, people that were saved, he did eat with the... Uh, Gentiles. So Peter was eaten with the Gentiles. But when they were, um, you have to turn the page here. When they were come, he withdrew. I mean, he was so embarrassed because the Jews saw him eating with the Gentiles. He withdrew from them and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision he was fearing the jews because they they would say what kind of a jew are you that you're eating with the gentiles you know that we're not supposed to eat with them peter knew he's the one that god had showed that the gentiles it was all right to witness to him but yet he uh was afraid of the persecution that would arise by telling the truth and by just sitting there with them and having it out with them right then and there. Verse 13. And the other Jews uh, dissembled likewise with him in so much that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. Even Barnabas uh, started scattering with Peter when he started scattering. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, If thou, being a Jew, livest after the manner of the Gentiles, and not as do the Jews, in other words, if you eat with Gentiles, uh, that the Jews won't do. Why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? 
why are you compelling the Gentiles? It's, uh, you know, I'm the one that tells the Gentiles what to do. Why then do you uh, compel the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? Or Peter, you're liable to start telling them that they have to be uh, circumcised again, and you might go out and tell them that they have to start bringing animal sacrifices again. What is this? Verse 15, we who are Jews by nature, in other words, we were born Jews, and not sinners of the Gentiles, of course, the Jews said, and so did the Gentiles, but Paul said, I was a Jew born by nature. People that are born of the Spirit, they are the ones that um, are the, uh, if a Gentile gets saved, that means they're Jewish uh, in the Spirit. So we also are Jews by nature. We are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law because the law doesn't justify anybody. The law condemns everybody. So uh, we're justified but by the faith uh, of Jesus Christ that he is the true sacrifice if we believe in him and he is the word of God. If we believe every word of God, then we believe in Jesus. The Bible says, believe, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the whole word of God, and thou shalt be saved. So, by faith of Jesus Christ we're saved. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. In other words, by the faith of the word of God, because Christ is the word of God. And the Word of God says, no more animal sacrifices. No more circumcision outwardly, but inwardly. The heart has to be circumcised. So if you believe on the Word of God, you're believing in faith. You believe Christ. He is the Word of God. And not by the works of the law. In other words, no more animal sacrifices. He's not talking about the moral law. He's talking about circumcision, and the uh, law of sacrifices of animals. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Anyone that thinks they're so holy without Jesus, without faith in the entire word of God, and without keeping the whole word of God, you're not going to be justified. The Lord's going to send you to hell and then to the lake of fire. Verse 17. But if we, but if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? Let me say that again. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. Is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I built again the things which I destroyed, in other words, the Lord uh, has done away with the law. 
uh, of uh, sacrifices and uh, circumcisions. For if I build, if, if I start doing the things, bringing animal sacrifices uh, to the priests, and if I start uh, telling people they have to be circumcised, but I've destroyed all those things by faith, I make myself a transgressor. In other words, a sinner. For I, through the law, am dead to the law. In other words, I've been pulled out of the quicksand, and so I'm no longer sinking in the quicksand any longer. Because I've been washed in the blood, I'm saved by faith. I called on God, I called on Jesus, and the Lord pulled me out of the miry clay. He pulled me out of the uh, quicksand. For though the law, I'm saved. For I through the law, and I'm dead to the law. For I through the law, am dead to the law. That I might live unto God. Because the, there's no possible way that I could be freed from the law without the blood of Jesus because all sinners are going into the quicksand and they're never coming back up again. I am crucified with Christ. In other words, I deny myself. I am crucified. I am. I have to take up the cross. I have to get on the cross with Christ and then all my former life is nailed to the cross with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I'm still alive. Yet, not I, but the new life, the life of Christ, the eternal life, lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, with uh, the Spirit of the Lord living in my flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. That's quite easy to understand for me. Who uh, of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ who loves me? Not only loved me so much, but he gave himself for me. I'm not going to frustrate the power of God. I mean, when I say I'm going to just keep the law, then it's my righteousness. But I'm not going to frustrate the power of God or the grace of God, which is the power of God. For if righteousness came by the law, which only condemns us, then Christ is dead in vain. Then he, what did he die for? He died to release me from the condemnation of the law. He took me, pulled me out of the quicksand. Now I'm going into chapter 3. O foolish Galatians, you foolish Gentile Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? This only what I learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Did you keep the law? No, the law was condemning you. Or did you um, receive the Spirit by the hearing of faith? 
It's for sure no one ever kept the law but Jesus. But now that we're saved, we can keep the law. But uh, you never received the spirit of that power by doing the work of the law. Nobody did but Christ. Or did you receive the spirit by the hearing of the word of God and you believed it? Verse 3, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit by faith, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain, I, you know, he's questioning whether they're even saved anymore. He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit of God and worketh miracles among you, does he do it uh, by the works of the law? How could he do it by the works of the law when he himself was pulled out of the condemnation of the law of the quicksand by faith? Or was he, it says, people that do miracles that lay hands on people and they are healed and those that preach the gospel, are they doing it by the uh, hearing of faith? Even, verse 6, even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that the um, that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Verse eight, and the Scripture foreseeing that God would justify. The heathen, through faith, preached before in the Old Testament the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed, because Abraham is called the father of faith. And the Lord told him to leave his homeland, where all his family and friends were, and just do what he says. So Abraham did it. He didn't want he had lived in luxury and everything. But, uh, nevertheless, he did what the Lord said, and God bless him. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Verse 10, for as many as are of works of the law are under the curse yeah, they're still in the quicksand and on their way to hell. You have to have faith in the word of God, Jesus Christ. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. And of course, nobody ever has but Jesus. And so we have to be in him by faith. And because he never sins, we will not sin because uh, there's no condemnation to, to those that walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 11. But that no man is justified by the law. The law only condemns you. 
in the sight of God, no one is justified by the law. You have to become born spiritually. You have to get into the spiritual realm. It is uh, evident for the just shall live by faith. All right, now, uh, my time is up, but, you know, this is uh, the Lord's attempt to teach you that you're not to believe the people that tell you that you can sin after you're by faith you've been saved. Because if you believe that, then you're not believing the gospel, and we have to believe the gospel in order to be saved. And so, beloved, believe the gospel. Believe the word of God, which says no one is saved by the law. The law is like a, a, a hammer above your head, wanting to crush it in because you're so sinful. So you have to keep the commandments. And when the Lord enters you, you will have the power to do that. The fullness of the Godhead bodily will enter you. And the way that you do that is to say this prayer, to have Christ in you, to receive the kingdom of heaven like a little um, infant. A little infant is not going to hurt you. He's just going to enter you. And then you start reading the word, and the Lord will give you the power. That little infant, infant has a lot of power in him. And uh, the way you uh, invite him in is with this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and we have to have faith in your word. And by faith... I know you've heard me, and by faith I know you've answered me, and by faith I know I'm saved. And therefore, I thank and praise you, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Okay, and keep praising and thanking the Lord, and share and tell them how they can receive a copy of this uh, program, number 531. It's free, and please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries. P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Now this doesn't mean that we are not supposed to do works. The Lord enters in us and he wants to do his work in and through us. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Uh, make sure to tune in tomorrow for another program full of power of the Word of God. And here they are again, the Gaither Singers, to sing for you the Happy Jubilee. You should be very happy now that you're saved, so praise and thank the Lord. The Happy Jubilee. <laughs> 